All right, all right, all right. And we are live. Yo, yo, yo. Tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo! You guys, I have a very special treat for you this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever in the world you may roam, because that's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Sunshine Show is worldwide. That's right. You heard it right. Worldwide. I have a very special treat for you today. I have the one and only, the most amazing, the most fabulous, the most phenomenal, the most fantastic, the most Bowie of them all. I have Rose and the bass all the way out of the Netherlands. Let's get this party started. How you doing, Rose? Hello. <laughs> I am good. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you on the show tonight. I've been a huge fan for a very long time. Tell me, where are you streaming from this evening? I am right now in Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York. Wow, New York. That's a long way from the Netherlands. How did you get to New York? With the airplane. <laughs> Sorry, this is so bad. Um, actually, I decided to stay a little bit longer. I was actually touring with uh, Abracadabra. Um, I was doing a tour in Miami and I decided to travel to New York and discover the music scene. Very nice. And why New York? Because it feels for me like the place to be to uh to discover like next level music and and great jams and meet new people and for me it was like new york is the next step of uh, uh well the next step after uh amsterdam where i lived very nice all right rose so for the very few people who may not know who you are can you give us a very brief introduction yeah I am Rose and the bass from the Netherlands and um, actually I'm about to um, to release my second album. My first album was recorded in Mozambique five years ago and so I have like an African background when it comes to music but I'm actually like an all-round bass player playing for several artists and beside that, mainly focused on my own music and my own adventures with my YouTube channel, uh, recording like weird videos, doing weird things. And <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's me. And I'm 33 years old. 33. Now I know in Asian culture, 33 is actually supposed to be the absolute best year of your life. I know when I was 33, I was on tour and it looks like 33 is going to be the very best year of your life as well, Rose. I hope so. <laughs> very nice. All right. So why the bass guitar? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. <laughs> actually, when I was eight i started to drum i was a drummer and i i was teaching my little brother <laughs> i was living on the countryside in a super small town and just surrounded by two cows and one sheep <laughs> and so not many people and the people who are living there they are definitely not musicians sorry for saying it but i, <laughs> I was like a different person and um when i started to play drums i feel i felt like yeah it was nice but um my brother got better than me 
And from that point, I was like, wait, we should start a band. If he's like this great drummer, then I should pick another instrument. And my father was already a guitar player and my mother sings. So there was the bass hanging uh, on the wall in my, uh, yeah, my parents' house. And I was like, why not try out this beast? <laughs> and I touched it. And this is, I'm not joking. When I touched this instrument for the first time, I was just playing the open strings. I remember doing some kind of an exercise from a book, you know, this was my first thing. And I remember that feeling that this vibration goes through your body. That was incredible. And I literally fell in love with the bass from that moment. And I was so sure I didn't want to switch at any point in my future. And so far I never switched. So um, I was, I think I was 10 when I started to play the bass. So it's already 23 years ago. Wow. And whose bass was it that you picked up? My father had a, a Gibson Grabber. It's like a huge bass. And I was like this little girl. So this bass was bigger than I am. <laughs> but I think that was even better because I felt the vibration even more because it was like a big bass and big sounds. Actually, it's great that um, you, you, you asked me the perfect question because my next album is about this. Very nice. That is so exciting. Now, being from such a small little town with a couple of cows and a sheep, as you put it, uh, how did you go about learning the bass guitar? Yeah, mostly I've learned myself because I'm a little bit stubborn when it comes to learning from books. For some reason, I can't read any book. So um, what I did is watching YouTube because when I grew up YouTube was just starting off so I was able to learn via YouTube listening to songs and just analyzing the bass lines in the songs and trying to to copy it I think that was the best way to learn from me just listening to the bass and trying to play it yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that's the way to go for a lot of people. Now, I know YouTube, I feel like 23 years ago, YouTube possibly was still like a new a new thing coming to fruition in uh, the universe, uh, for lack of a better word. So did you and your brother do a lot of, you know, practicing and figuring stuff out by yourself as well? Yeah, we did. Um, we were figuring out some songs. Actually, I started off with Rammstein. <laughs> so that's totally what you wouldn't expect when you hear my music now. <laughs> but uh, people can develop and turn into other styles. So um, I started with that music, but I think I've learned the most from the jam sessions every Friday in my parents' house. They were inviting friends and they came over every Friday evening and we were just jamming in this in this rehe rehearsal room. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this. It seems to be a, a constant theme here on the show. A lot of musicians, um, they just thrive in musical backgrounds and musical families. I love to hear that you guys had jam sessions every week. Tell me what was yeah. that like? 
Yeah, actually, to be honest, the, the, the Netherlands is kind of known for weed. <laughs> and um, my parents and their friends were smoking weed. And But the, the environment was so relaxed and we were not forced to do anything. So my parents have never pushed me in a certain way. I was just playing what came up. So uh, a lot of fantasies and just, yeah, freedom free like a bird and um but definitely my parents had some specific styles that, that they love like michael jackson's funky stuff and yeah so it it was pretty much funk music that we were playing there actually <laughs> now did you guys switch instruments or did you guys pretty much play the same instrument every week how did that work i was playing the bass most of the time. And if I switch, I switch to drums. Okay. But I'm not really into guitar for some reason. And if I play guitar, I'm just playing now Rogers kind of funky things and not not really melodic, but just, you know, just kind of rhythmic. Sure. Uh, yeah. All right, let's see. We have Adam Phillips of the Bass Players United family in the house. What's up, Adam? Thank you so much for being an amazing, amazing, amazing human being. Um, let's see. Adam says, did you work with Lorna Thomas? If so, what was that like? <laughs> uh, I love Lorna. I really, She's a, an amazing human. Um, yeah, I did. Yes, actually, that's... A really nice question as well because this connection with Lorna started in the lockdown. In the lockdown, the most of the musicians were more active on social media. So I started with doing these weird YouTube videos, <laughs> and then Sandberg Guitars was spotting me, and uh, I got this endorsement with them. But Lorna is also endorsed by Sandberg Guitars. So when I got in endorsed, she spotted me and my channel and she started to chat to me by Instagram. And then we were like, let's collaborate from a distance. She's from Scotland. And we decided to make a video together uh, about Wolfpack, Beantown, <laughs> and doing crazy things and ending up in the sea while it was December 8th. <laughs> means winter in yeah. the Netherlands and Scotland. Yeah, so how did that work out? I saw the pictures of you in your bikini with your base on a <laughs> boat. Tell me, how did that work out for you, Rose? Yeah, actually the, doing these things make me feel alive. And I found out that Lorna is, uh, she became a great friend of mine because she totally understands this silly <laughs> bullshit things. and. That it's that it's not always about um, being showing off uh, with your skills on the bass. Of course, it's cool, but it's also nice to yeah to entertain people. And it's not only about the hand doing the tricks on the on on the um, neck, but there, why not adding a little bit of comedy in it so that more people are uh, <laughs> entertained watching these bass videos? So, yeah, me and Lorna have a really great connection. We're still uh, calling almost every week for doing other collaborations. And, yeah, 
we're just having fun while playing the bass. Very nice. That's the most important thing. Um, from the words of Ellen Alverdeen, she said, if you're not having fun, then why are you even playing the bass guitar? Definitely. Yeah, I agree to that. All right, let's check out this chat really quick. We got a lot of people here to support you today. Rose, we got my mama all the way from South Texas in the house. What's up, Mama Cantu? We got my beautiful secretary, Don McDaniel. I couldn't do it without you, Don. Thank you so much for your help. We got Randy Nicholas, AKA Bass Bandicoot in the house. He says he just turned 33 as well. Happy birthday, Randy. Thank you so much for your support. We got Adam Phillips with Bass Players United. We got Scott Weiss of Underground Roots. Uh, we got Paul Tarr all the way from Colorado. We got Megan Richardson from Ohio. What's up, Megan? Thanks for hanging out. We got Gary Smith in the house. Uh, let's see. Megan says, it's amazing when kids choose to go to the available instruments and ask for help by their own will. Powerful stuff. Absolutely. Let's see, we got Mike Torn all the way from Canada, another Bass Players United familia in the house. We got Jeremy Hill, bassist extraordinaire. Uh, man, guys, thank you all for hanging out. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for myself or the one and only Rose and the Bass, drop them there in the comment section and we will get to them as soon as possible. Let's see, Randy says he's your newest number one fan, Rose. Thank you. <laughs> All right, next question, uh, Adam Phillips. Hey, Rose, how do you like using EICH amplifications? Yeah, that's a nice one. Um, yeah, I am actually totally amazed by this uh, brand. I have to be honest to start with. I am not really, um, I don't know a, a, lot, uh, a lot about amps and uh, the guys from Ike from Germany, they have tried to explain to me how these things work, <laughs> but I am just super clumsy when it comes to uh, amplification. Um, so the only thing that I experienced when I was playing on an Ike for, at the first time, I was playing at Mark Bass before. So uh, what I experienced was that this Ike amp was more um reflecting the sound that i wanted in music um and was kind of more natural uh the mark bass is great for slapping and has a lot of high and tick 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 like the, the highest i don't know how to explain it but the highest frequency and um ike has just the sound that you need as a bass player in a band and it's very accurate but it doesn't have too much. That's my way to explain it. But you, of course, there are many perforations. Uh, you can adjust it the way you want. Very, very nice. And do you have a preferred style of playing? Depends on my mood. <laughs> but um, currently, I'm much in the funky mood um, and also much in. Uh, like Afro soul moods and trying to to play more uh, laid back. I'm there. exploring this. Yeah, here in New York, there are great drummers who are amazing in this laid back grooves. So I'm exploring how far can I uh, go back in timing, you know, not spot on, but after the grid. Sure, absolutely. Just a little bit. Yeah little bit past 
the beat, right? Just on the little bit on the back end. I think uh, that's performed a lot in reggae music um, and jazz is just a little bit before. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's see. <clears throat> let's see, let's see, let's see. Randy says he just visited your old YouTube. Uh, question, what is your favorite bass in your arsenal? Um, you're talking about the Brent? Yes, your favorite bass in your arsenal. Yeah, what I, okay, I just have three basses actually. <laughs> But, okay. okay. Um, my, yes, that I know. There's one bass, um, it's actually a four string and it has pickups. Um, they are made by a Dutch brand called De Gier, which is not pronounceable for most of the people around the world. Um, but it has like a little bit Marcus Miller kind of sound, but some more body. So because Marcus Miller has a lot of high frequency and this one also have, has the low frequency. It's, it's more, yeah, like a strong beast. It's actually this bass, I can show you. This is my newest as well. And it's called the Rose and the Bass Bass because my my fingers were bloody when I was slapping and hitting the screws. So that's why the plasters are there. Rock star status on lock, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so that, that's my favorite one. And it's actually, it's a Sandberg TT4. That's, uh, yeah, California is the model actually. Very nice. And uh, tell me, what is it like traveling with your bass guitar? Do you buy your bass a ticket or does it go underneath the plane? Uh, this is actually, most of the time, this is terrible. This is like horror <laughs> because every, <laughs> you know about it, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn. Every um, airline has other rules. So I was talking about this in my uh, first episode, actually, because the one, airline says okay your amp is consisting of three parts but we see it like one par part as long as you pull it together with a rope or whatever so it was one part for klm the dutch airline and then i came in america and i had to go from miami to new york and that was a smaller airline i'm not never gonna do that again when i take my stuff with me <laughs> And I had to pay like $400 because they, they were seeing everything like um, um, separate pieces. Even the head of the amp was one separate piece and was like $85 each. Yeah, so actually I don't really like traveling with my gear from after this trip. And since I'm indoors, next time I will find out if there is like a, a distribution point uh in the in the country where i'm traveling because you never know with airlines i i feel like uh you have a little bit of post-traumatic stress and i just i saw it on the right i saw like flashbacks you know in your eyes of like the <laughs> yeah. history of having to travel with this equipment so just know rose we feel your pain we are here for you and it's all gonna be okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah and actually i also had one time i had to buy another chair for and another seat for my base so it was just sitting next to me and most of the time it's, it's going underneath the plane like in the not the cabin but luggage room yeah 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 the 
<laughs> you know, whatever it's called. It's on the tip <laughs> of my tongue. But yeah, underneath the plane. Yeah, I got it. This. You know, I would prefer my base city next to me anyways, if it just wasn't so expensive to buy an mm -hmm. extra ticket for her. But sometimes I just feel like it's worth it because all of the anxiety you get not knowing what's going on with your base underneath the plane is too much for one person to handle. Yeah. All right, Rose, we got Jeremy Hill, the one and only bassist out of Ohio in the house. What's up, Jeremy? He says your slap bass is next level. Tell us a little bit about your technique. How did you get into slap bass? Well, thank you, Jeremy. Um, yeah, I, I started practicing on the side of my bed when I was like, I think I was like 14 years old and I started to, to get this wrist um yeah i don't know how i call it but it's like a technique with the wrist and you have to do it very fast and and uh yeah i'm super bad <laughs> explaining this but i i wanted to make the wood from my bed sound so when i feel like doing this and it has like a sound then i'm doing the, doing it the right way and when it's just like okay that's dead wood then then it's not the right way because it has to hit this this bone and then it's like super like boom, when you hear the 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 wood resonating so i i tried it that way um and actually the tower of power uh oh no that's fingerstyle that's my fingerstyle okay. <laughs> tower of power bass player francis rockapressia he's like a really big uh inspiration also for slapping because he's playing with um a super fast finger style what i am using for the slapping as well but this is like a super long answer sorry jeremy no 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 it's you're just fine. about um yeah practicing day in day out and and never too long practicing for too too many hours doesn't help but it's about doing it in um in a regular uh, <laughs> like do, doing it like every day for a little bit. I don't know the word right now. Sure, sure, sure. No, um, that's good advice. How long have you been slapping the bass? Has it been 23 years? I didn't do it right away. Um, I, I seriously started the slapping when I was around 15. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right, next question from Adam Phillips of Bass Players United. <clears throat> I was curious if you had any advice to bass players who are timid about putting their playing out there in video form, perhaps about getting negative feedback. Now, that's something that we sort of have to deal with in this industry are the haters. Right, that's, Rose? Yeah, that's definitely a good question. Um, actually, I am also I'm also um, exploring this part. I can say that I haven't been through that much negative feedback. I've been pretty lucky with that. But I, of course, I've had some people uh, that were like um, almost, I don't know how to say it, but they were really negative. And I was like, I'm not gonna reply. I'm just ignoring this and not thinking about it. And I was just trying to forget about it. But of course it's, it does uh, hurt. I mean, it's I'm not a robot. So when I see these kind of things, it hurts. But I think it's best to just, um, when you have this feeling, talk about it with your friends or uh, colleagues and 
most of the time they will give you feedback like don't listen to it because you always have these kind of people so i needed this feedback from my friends like this is always gonna be there even when you're the greatest bass player on earth there will always be this rotten apples <laughs> and you yeah you have to stay put and believe in yourself yeah absolutely i know that i used to have a huge problem with trolls and it and it used to really hurt and then i i just figured you just have to ignore them don't read the comments don't go back and try to defend yourself just keep moving forward because the reality is these people are jealous and have a lot of hate probably because you're either doing it better to, than they are um number one number two maybe they are just you know hurting and have like a lot of issues it's it's never really about the person that's playing i think it has a lot to say about the person that's commenting and leaving such negative feedback because there's just not enough room for that in the world we need to practice positivity and and building our our you know fellow bass players up and not trying to bring them down yeah and i think if you start to focus on these negative things and you can better stop with it because it's about having fun again right absolutely and talking about fun randy says he saw you dive into the water with a bass on your youtube now we spoke a little bit about this earlier but we did not talk about the details did you actually jump into the water with your bass guitar rose <laughs> yeah i did uh okay i can tell you i i understand why people think like maybe it's photoshopped or edited you know but yes um i am really lucky with um Samber guitars because the guys who are working there they are a little bit crazy too <laughs> and they love it they totally support it when i'm doing this weird uh stunts things so they supported me, me with a, a stunt base really so you got a stunt <laughs> base this is amazing <laughs> yeah. i love that so much so did you have to send the stunt base back yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, <laughs> this base is actually empty from inside, so there's no electronics in a, in the base. But it looks like it is actually, a, it's a real base, but it's just like a prototype that they didn't use anymore. Oh my God, how fun. And who came up with the idea to actually jump into the water and the whole concept of the video? I think I was uh <laughs> I, I think I was bored in the time uh <laughs> in in the lockdown time and when I'm bored I I get space for creativity and this can be can turn out really weird in my <laughs> in my case. Uh really weird or really badass, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like weird equals badass a lot of the times, Rose. All right, let's see. Mike Torn, all the way out of Canada, says, what are your influences and what made you choose the bass guitar as an instrument? Now, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but let's go ahead and talk about it again. Uh, what are your influences and what made you choose the bass guitar as an instrument? Yeah, um, I have many influences, but the biggest, I would say, is Richard Bona. Um, he's from Cameroon, and he sings as well, and for some reason he touched my heart. <laughs> when I was listening to his music, I, I was 
so much inspired that I wanted to learn this as well. And yeah, so I think Richard Bona is definitely one of them. But earlier, before I knew Richard Bona, I was much inspired by Marcus Miller, of course. And I saw him live and that was really cool. Yeah, that was actually, the, I think that was the point when I really started practicing slapping. Very, very nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, let's see. Randy says, you need a backline. I've heard horror stories about TSA. Um, I just received a new machine gun base, and I'm really looking forward to trying to taking that, trying to take that through customs. Um, should be a good time. I should probably make a video about it. Well, that's a really cool idea. <laughs> I want to see that. All right, it'll be really good. Let's see, we got Aubrey Sanchez, this beautiful singer-songwriter in the house. What's up, Aubrey? Thanks for hanging out. We got my beautiful best friend, Amelia Tice, all the way from Austin, Texas, in the house. What's up, Amelia? Uh, I just got news that I will be Amelia's maid of honor this year at her wedding, and I'm very excited about it. All right, all right, all right. Let's see what we got going on. We got Jake Hernandez. You guys, if you have any questions for the beautiful Rose and the bass, drop them there in the comment section. Um, all right, I'm just trying to go through these comments. I see you guys commenting, trying to read these. Uh, thank you guys all for hanging out. All right, mom says they need Jameson. Nobody needs Jameson. Nobody needs whiskey. Um, if you want to partake, that's fine, but it's not necessary to have a good time. All right, we got Gilbert Barentas in the house, all the way from San Antonio, Texas. We got Janie in the house. Man, the whole family is here. All right, Rose, I want you to talk to me about New York. I want you to tell me what are some of the highlights of your journey so far? Yeah, for me, that's personally the fact that there are gems out in town every day. And I am coming from Amsterdam and I was already pretty lucky in Amsterdam that there are gems like um, at least two, three times a week. And I'm talking about gems that interest me. So not gems overall, but in my case, soul, funk, and uh, like more the groovy kind of gems, they're open for free gem and not just playing uh, standards or covers. Um, so in Amsterdam it's like two or three, maybe four, um, but in New York, it's like literally every day and there are amazing jams. And I decided to have a day off today because there it's like walking in a, in a, 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 sweet, a candy store <laughs> and you eat so much until you are like fall, dropping on the ground. And I am now super tired just because New York is treating me so well. So the jams... And the level of musicians is incredible. So, so tell me, what does a typical jam session look like in New York? Yeah, I think it depends on which one. But there is one jam that has my biggest attention. It's called uh, Producer Mondays in New Blue. Um, and this is actually in Manhattan. If I'm right, I'm super bad in direction. Yeah, this is in Manhattan. And um, what I like about it, it's very well organized. So there is like um, a jam leader. And this guy is a great key player and also a singer and multi-instrumentalist. But he's like leading the whole, whole jam. 
So there's literally a line of four or five bass player waiting in line next to the stage to go on stage. And the, this is for every instrument. So there are a couple of drummers, a couple of guitar players, and um, he's like leading this all. Every player can play like five, 10 minutes, and then they're switching. Okay. And I was really amazed how professional this was led. So uh, this guy was capable of hearing um, which player uh, can is capable of playing there and which isn't. But anyway, this is too much too much detail. Um, it depends. You have all kinds of jams in New York. And uh, what I I think is different to the Netherlands is that uh, it's it's more common here uh, to get tips when you're playing. And it's more common to pay entrance. And it's way higher than in Amsterdam. It's like, it's normal to pay like $20 for entrance. And in the Netherlands, people are already complaining about five euro, <laughs> which is wow. not a good thing. Very cool. I hope to visit New York sometime soon. I have yet to go, but I hear amazing things. Let me know when you want to visit, I can maybe help you connect to some great players. Yes, absolutely. Let's see, Paul Tar. he wants to know, uh, Rose, what is the favorite place? Do you have a favorite place that you've visited so far? So is this about New York or the world? Uh, you know, let's just go with the world. <laughs> right now, my favorite place is actually Oslo in Norway. And um, that's not just about how beautiful it is there. It's like crazy beautiful landscape and the city as well is super beautiful but the music scene in Oslo is great and there are not many female bass players <laughs> so when you arrive in Oslo as bass player and female you are already like uh, yeah yeah like an angel everyone's like yeah I want to play with you so I came there and I already got a, co a couple of jobs too. And I'm definitely coming back there because the pop music scene is really big in Oslo. So it's more, yeah, it's more pop compared to jazz. Amsterdam has more jazz and also New York has a lot of jazz. I love jazz. I actually grew up playing jazz my entire life. Um, and it's one of my favorite genres of music for sure. All right, Rose, next question from Mike Torun. What's up, Mike? He says, Rose, do you have any advice for anyone just starting to play bass? Let me think. Um, the biggest advice is don't expect too much from yourself because um, the bass is very... Um, under respected i mean it sounds like an easy instrument like oh you just have to play the root notes and that's it but it ain't it's like the glue between the drums and the melody and um you can get lost in expectations um in yourself like i want to learn this i have to do this so if you try to stay more in the moment and everything that you are uh, capable to play. Try to enjoy the things, yeah, that that you can 
can do and not the things you cannot do. So it's again about having fun. It keeps you younger and <laughs> keeps you happy in life. Let's talk a little bit about confidence. Uh, how much confidence do you think is needed uh, to become a musician? For me, it, it, for me, it feels like I'm not the right person to answer this because I'm, it sounds weird, but because I'm a woman. And um, I have a feeling that I have an easier job in having, going, uh, having uh, well, I forgot the word, confidence, because people already respected that a woman's playing uh, a woman, sorry, my English, a woman is playing the bass. So I have already like one point um, compared to guys playing the bass. So for me, I didn't really have to struggle with it. Um, but of course, of course, I've been through things and it's all about believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself. Um, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. and. You, you need to have some people who believe in you as well. It's not just yourself. Because if it's only yourself, then there is something you must look at, I think. <laughs> Being a musician, um, it's, a, it's, a hard, it's a hard job. And it's very important to have a support system so you don't go crazy. Because you absolutely can go crazy trying to be a musician and juggling so many hats. Um, I like to talk about confidence because I do think it's important when you're playing a show and you're out on stage that you have to have a certain amount of confidence. And um, you got to believe in yourself. And you've got to absolutely seem like you just know what you're doing. Even if you don't, you got to pretend like you do. Um, and I think just really knowing your part really helps with confidence as well. Definitely. I think it, it helps if you prepared your, um, your, the gig you're playing, if you prepared well. And it's just about knowing that you prepared. That helps a lot. Um, but for me, it helped a lot that I was jamming uh, when I was a little kid and I started to perform from a young age. I think I, I started to perform from 10, uh, the age of 10. So you start to feel more comfortable on stage. So it's, it's also just about doing it and doing it as many times as possible. And for me, it was jams that gave me... Um, trust and belief in myself because i was capable of playing in any kind of music whatever happened I, I i was not prepared for it so it's yeah it's like surfing on a wave and you don't know what's gonna happen with the water but you're always prepared for anything <laughs> <laughs> and that's also like yeah that's also adrenaline yeah adrenaline is uh is, is such a nice thing to kind of ride the high without the drugs right that's kind of what it is yeah. i want to talk a little bit about uh the formula uh and the process of writing an album now you said that you have an album that's about to come out yes all right let's right. talk about it i want to know all the little details that went behind this because i know it's not an easy task to uh release an album into the world no, um, don't underestimate that, definitely. But um, it's 
let's start with the first thing. It's really worth it because when I released my first album, I found out it was actually like my my card to the to enter the music world because I I had an identity since I released my first album. I was a person um, with a, a specific style of music and a specific style of bass playing. So yes, it is worth it, but I have to, to say that I went to a lot of pressure and stress and yeah, you have to, you have to find out yourself, I think, what's all needed to release an album because it's not just about writing songs and recording them and that's it. It's about branding, about what do I want to bring into the world and with who do I want to work and what do I want to um, show the, 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 the world, where do I want to show it, in what part of the world. So, and it's not just, if you say, I want to get famous in the Netherlands, then you have to be specific, like, to um, in what areas of the Netherlands and what kind of music. So you really have to think about what you want to do. Um, so it's about actually writing a project plan okay. and finding the right people around you who are willing to help you. And this can also just be friends. Uh, it doesn't have to be like an expensive manager. I did it actually with most of my own. <laughs> Uh, most on my own, but also with some friends who were willing to help me. But I almost, um, I was almost having a burnout because I wanted to do everything by myself. Okay. <laughs> um, and the good thing about it actually is to find out what you can do by yourself and to have boundaries and to be able to spend um, jobs to other people because it's probably the only way to do it. Otherwise, it's just crazy. It is. It's very hard, especially like with different personalities, right? You just really want, especially if it's your own project, your music, you want to do everything because it's very hard to um, give tasks to different people. But I think you said it right. It's very important to be able to delegate tasks to other people so that you can use all of your energy for the things that you need to do, whether that be like developing the song structure or whatever it may be. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's always nice to have help for sure. Um. Yeah, because the, don't forget, it's not crazy to think about a person touch of 70 person that you're working on branding. And you have to be really happy if there's 20 persons left to play the bass. <laughs> Oh my goodness, you guys, we are here with Rose and the Bass. Rose is originally from the Netherlands, but she's joining us tonight from New York. New York, New York, New York. If you guys have any last minute questions, comments, suggestions for myself or the beautiful Rose, drop them there in the comment section. Um, thank you guys all for hanging out with us. Gilbert Barenta says, Sunshine, Tal Wilkenfield, Little Ellen, my favorite three female bass players. I'm definitely going to check Rose out. Um, I guarantee you Rose will make the A-list. Uh, all right, Rose, one question. I ask all of my guests if you could throw a dinner party for any five musicians, dead or alive, who would those five musicians be and what would you serve at your dinner party? Five, right? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I would love to meet Gregory Porter. Uh, he's one of my uh, favorites right now. Uh, Corey Henry. Um, actually, Jeff Beck was my favorite guitar player because he's playing, he's actually a big inspiration for me as a bass player, the way he plays on the guitar. Um, that's three. Uh, Richard Bona, of course, number four. Um, number five, Sunshine. Ah! <laughs> I, uh, I am the life of the party, I will tell you that much, Rose. So thank you for the invitation, I do accept. And what will you serve at your dinner party? Oh, well, <laughs> I think something that people don't expect. <laughs> Maybe some worms, <laughs> some crickets, <laughs> fried, <laughs> and extra spicy. So <laughs> <you're> <laughs> That's a first, ladies and gentlemen. I've never had fried bugs on the show. I'm pretty much loving it. Okay, Rose. Uh, spicy fried worms and uh, beetles. Beautiful. I love it. I uh, once ate at a food truck called Don Bugitos in uh, San Francisco, and I had some fried uh, worm lar larva, larvae. Is that the correct word? I feel like it is. Millworms. I think that's what it was. Fried millworms in a taco. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I have never had it. <laughs> But I'm open to try. <laughs> I think that we are going to have a really great time at this dinner party, Rose. I'm super stoked <laughs> to be there. Uh, I'm all about it. Let's see. Don says, there goes the neighborhood. The neighborhood was gone a long time ago, Donovan. But thank you so much for pointing that out to me. Um, all right. Everybody seems to be very excited with your food choice here. <laughs> Some people are not going to eat the worms. That's okay. You guys don't have to eat. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I am also Dutch, although I don't speak the language. Rose reminds me of talking to my relatives with that accent. Thank you for that. Also, I'm now craving Ollie Bolin. What is Ollie Bolin? Ollie Bolin. <laughs> Only bullet that are actually like, uh, well, how do you say that in English? It's, it's like fried, um, um, flour, F fried flour. It's it's turned into like a ball, and there's also r res raisins, raisins in it. Okay. So the MSA, yeah, and so it's like a crunchy ball, and I, I like it, it's good, it's typical Dutch, you eat it when it's New Year's Eve. Very nice, so how long will you be in New York, when are you going back to the Netherlands, what is your plan, Rose? Well, I'm thinking right now, will I tell this, because I, in my YouTube channel, I decided to tell it not in the second episode, but in the third episode. But I, I think this is a very special moment, and maybe I sh should tell something more. Okay, should I do it? <laughs> should she do it, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen? Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell a little bit of it. I'm going Let's back go. to Europe in a couple of weeks, and I'm going back to Norway instead of the Netherlands, because I'm going to record my second album right there. So that's yes, and that's the 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 next thing thing I'm gonna do. 
And I'm gonna live, I'm gonna be kind of homeless because I want to, because I don't want to pay the expensive rent in Amsterdam anymore in order to have more time and space to be creative. And I'm gonna live in a van traveling around. <laughs> oh my goshness that sounds absolutely amazing rose that's gonna be really great content for your youtube channel as well the, i my studio will be in this fan so I, I have like a driving studio bus yes i didn't tell it yet but i'm gonna tell it in one or two weeks top so secret top secret shh nobody give out the secrets oh my god rose that <laughs> sounds like such an exciting time to be alive i told you 33 years old is where it's at you know what i'm saying do you already have the van secured or is that something you're gonna get when you go back home it's i already bought it <laughs> there's no way back <laughs> Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Now, Rose, uh, tell us about your YouTube channel. Tell us uh, the concept, what you got going on and how we can follow it. Yeah. Since I've told you this secret, um, my goal in the future is to, um, to keep on making these crazy uh, videos by not only playing the bass, but sometimes doing unexpected things in the elements or in the nature or wherever. Um, so I will be driving around the world, starting with Europe, uh, driving around Europe in the van, uh, recording bass videos on the location, whenever, wherever. And people can always uh, ask for uh, yeah, suggestions for specific songs or specific stunts. <laughs> So I'll be just traveling around for the YouTube channel and making, uh, recording the second album in Norway. Oh my gosh, this a very young 33 years old and you're already making your second album. That must feel so satisfying. Yeah, I know that I really want this. Yeah, and um, I know how much work it's gonna be, but still the whole process is, is unbelievable call to go through all right now how do we find you on youtube yeah you can find me um actually my channel is called rosen's bass world so rose and bass is like a new chapter that just started um rose and the bass is a part of rosen's bass world um because my real name is rosen esmussen and that's really hard to pronounce it that's the reason why i changed it into <laughs> rose and the bass um what did i want to say <laughs> yes subscribe to rose rosen's bass world rosen's bass world i am looking for it right now so i could drop it in the links for everybody at home um but you heard it here Make sure to go subscribe today. Now, can we find your album on Spotify? Definitely, yes. Uh, the album is called An African Tale. An African Tale? How did you come up with uh, the name of that album? It was just popping up. It's pretty random and literally because it, it's like a story that I'm telling from Africa. I was there for a couple of months, so I am telling the people in the in in the world but africa an african story 
Oh my God. Till. <gasps> Till. <laughs> Rose, you're so inspiring to so many people. What, how do you get around Africa, the Netherlands, the United States? How are you able to, to do all of these things? Yeah, actually, I I had a part-time job. Why, that was the reason why, why I was able to travel to America. I was like a music therapist. And I still love that job, but I was too much into it. And I didn't have much time left for my own music. Um, because I was, yeah, was so intense. So that's why I uh, quit this job. Um, and the way for me is mostly crowdfunding to do it. It's combined with funds. Yeah, like I'm applying for grants in the Netherlands. Perfect. Amazing. Uh, Rose, thank you so much for your time tonight. We're going to start wrapping this up, you guys, in about five minutes. So if you have any last minute questions, drop them there in the comments. I did drop that YouTube channel there in the link. You guys make sure to go and subscribe. That is a free way that you can support this amazing artist uh, that is absolutely busting ass to bring you some beautiful music that comes from her heart and soul. Let's see. Let's um, see. Maybe see. I have something actually. I am really bad at promoting myself, <laughs> but I am going to record the second album and um, I'm starting a crowdfunding campaign to make it happen. And maybe um, I, it's not online yet, but maybe there is a way that we can share this link in about one week from now. Yeah, absolutely. You send it my way. I will share it to everybody. Uh, we want to see you in that van recording that album and anything that we can do to help you, Rose, we're going to do it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. This episode has been brought to you by Sunshine and the Bass Kids, Rocksteady Collective and Bass Players United. You guys make sure to go join all those groups today. Uh, amazing groups with amazing individuals. Um, loving musicians that just want to inspire each other and uh, pick each other up and not throw each other down and um, across and into the wall. We're not doing that here. All right, all right, Rose. So let's see what else. I think we pretty much covered everything. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get going? No, no nothing specific, actually. All right. Then I got one last question for you. Uh, and we have already kind of touched this, but I'm going to give you an opportunity to say something else. What is your best piece of advice for everybody listening at home, watching on the live stream, listening on the podcast? This would be your best piece of uh, advice for musicians, just life advice, whatever you're feeling. Yeah, I would say um, don't think too much. If you feel like you want to do something, just do it. Beautiful, beautiful words from a beautiful woman. Rose, where can we find you in New York? Can we go watch you live? Or is it just if we find you at a jam session, that's when we find you? Um, yeah, it's, you probably have to go to the jam sessions to find me. <laughs> because I'm only jamming and jamming. I'm, I'm playing some small gigs. But I, I, it's not all confirmed yet. And it's, it's also not... Um, I don't know all of the musicians, so I'm kind of deeping in, uh, diving in the deep to um, collaborate with people that I don't know, just because I like to meet new people. 
So, I mean, these are not uh, Rose and the Bass shows, but I'm playing for other uh, artists. All right, very nice. Yeah. You guys make sure to go follow Rose and the Bass. Go subscribe to Roseanne's Bass World. Go download that Spotify album. Uh, I Rose, I feel, do you remember that show, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Did you guys get that in the Netherlands? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. It's this cartoon. It came out on like the public access channel. And it was a cartoon called Where in the World Sa uh, Carmen San Diego. And the whole show is based around finding Carmen San Diego. I feel like we can redo this with Rose and the Bass. Where in the world is Rose and the Bass? You know what I'm saying? We got to yeah. know where you are at all times, Rose. Uh, so just putting that out there. Uh, <laughs> maybe you can make that a little piece of a segment on your YouTube channel. Yeah, where's Rose? <laughs> Where in the world is Rose and the base? <clears throat> All right, yeah. guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, we've had an amazing chat tonight with um, Rose and the base out of the Netherlands. She's doing amazing things, very inspirational. Make sure to go follow her and do all the damn things. I will be back uh, later this week with all kinds of guests, um, lots of pop-ups. Look and cheers that, from the base because I'm not alone. <laughs> Rose and the base. All right, guys, we're getting out of here until next time. Make sure to be kind to everybody. You never know the issues, the battles that people are facing. Try to keep a smile on your face. Practice your base and be safe out there, guys. It's a dangerous, dangerous world. I love you all so much. Rose, thank you again for hanging out with us tonight. And Sun Sunshine, I really want to thank you as well. You are also a really big inspiration for me. I also follow you. And you look really great. And I love your tattoos. Oh, <laughs> you are thank you. an amazing um, person to support other people. That's really wonderful. Thank you. Oh, Rose, thank you so much. And I hope that we will be able to collaborate sometime in the future. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're not going to think too much about it. We're just going to do it. Yeah. All right, All right Rose. Um, on three, we're going to say bye. You ready? Yeah. All right. Uno, dos, tres. Bye-bye. See you. <laughs> <laughs>